This has actually turned into an opportunity for us to really be thought leaders in the space and to help communities identify um, what a shared kitchen is. Hey there, Powder Keg fans. Nick here from the Powder Keg team. And this is episode 117 of Powder Keg Igniting Startups, the show for entrepreneurs, leaders, and innovators building remarkable tech companies in areas outside of Silicon Valley. And today, we're going to be looking at an interview I had the opportunity of hosting at this year's Unmet conference in Denver, Colorado. On today's episode, I speak with Ashley Colpart, and Ashley is a registered dietitian and earned her doctorate in food systems from Colorado State University. She has a unique systems understanding of food and human health in social, economic, and environmental spheres, and is currently the founder and CEO of the Food Corridor, a platform that connects food entrepreneurs to commercial kitchen spaces. And her product's really cool. Her story is amazing. And it was a great interview. So let's go ahead and get started. Clay and I are here talking to Ashley Colpart, the founder and CEO of the Food Corridor, a platform that connects food entrepreneurs to commercial kitchen space. And so thank you for being on the podcast today with us, Ashley. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, I guess really what we like to start off on is getting your journey and how you got to where you are with the food corridor. But that really starts off with what got you into entrepreneurship? Why did you decide to go into this field as crazy as it is? Is there a moment or moments that got you there? Probably a lot of moments. But um, so my mom was a food entrepreneur growing up in Austin, Texas. So Mm -hmm. she started a hot sauce company when we were kids. And I remember she used to make it in our home kitchen. And um, oftentimes we'd have to wear swim goggles because the peppers were so hot. She was making habanero sauce and it was the first habanero sauce in the Austin area. And that was the first year they did the Texas Hot Sauce Festival. So we ended up winning first place. And um, I was, you know, child labor on the weekends working at farmer's market selling hot sauce. Um, And what we realized quickly um, making this in our home kitchen is that there's a level of scale that has to be um, realized in order for a food business to kind of make it to the next level. Um, There were no commercial kitchens in our area in Texas. And so um, the company that we started kind of fizzled out and never really was able to make it to that next phase. So I just remember that really clearly as being kind of a disappointing um, part of life. Um, I ended up going into food for my career. I have a registered dietitian and I have a master's in food policy and applied nutrition. And then I came to Colorado to work on my PhD at Colorado State University, uh, where I studied food systems. And essentially, I was looking at um, underutilized assets in the food space and how those assets could be leveraged to support local food economies. So specifically, I was looking at commercial kitchens as the um, connection point between a food entrepreneur and legally producing food to sell to consumers. And so in doing that, I came up with a concept for Food Corridor and ended up making my dissertation research my proof of concept. Um, So I made my dissertation essentially work for me versus the other way around and then launched Food Corridor um, right out of my PhD. That's awesome. That's a really cool story. It's a unique one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's just cool to see. Like, I think there's a lot of times when we talk to people, they have that story when they're a kid where parents or someone that they know influenced them. I think that that's really cool to see. Um, so I, you kind of covered my next question was going to be how you got to, you know, the food corridor, but you kind of jumped ahead. So how are you enjoying then? You said you moved from Austin to here in Colorado. What's the ecosystem like here? How do you like it? You know, I mean, 
How's that going? Yeah, so I didn't come from entrepreneurship, and so I, you know, quickly sought out the resources and the people that I needed to connect with in this community. Um, so the first time I ever pitched Food Corridor was at One Million Cups uh, in Fort Collins, which, um, you know, was the first time that I, you know, showed my idea to anybody, and I got really great feedback from folks in the room. The next day, I pitched at a pitch competition in Boulder and won first place, which sent me to San Francisco, which let me pitch again. Um, there's a huge community of you know pitch events and mentors and opportunities to get in front of people in in Colorado and the community has just been so um, supportive of what I've been doing from the very beginning so I just cultivated a lot of relationships early on every time I pitched at like a pitch competition I would put those um, judges on my monthly update and ask for feedback and just constantly tried to you know hold myself accountable to the broader community so that um, you know, if I ever needed them, that I could pull pull on that community. And it's just been a really interesting journey, a very open, friendly, and um, supportive community here in Colorado. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, I guess um, <clears throat> one of my first questions is, you know, how, how do you use the, the product? Like, what, is, what does it look like from the customer's standpoint? Mm -hmm. Um, and then also the person that owns the commercial kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. So we are a software as a service platform for shared use kitchens. So think co-working space in the food industry. You can picture a really large warehouse that has um, tons of prep tables and hood vents and um, uh, stove spaces that are broken off into stations. And those are indiv individually rented out by um, different food businesses. And then the shared part of the facility is typically um, the shared um, storage space, freezer space, docking. And, and that type of thing. So um, they're basically these co-working spaces. So the way the software works is we manage all of the internal operations. So the scheduling and booking, compliance document management for the food businesses to make sure they're legally producing in those kitchens, uh, invoice generation and billing. So um, the big analogy we like to use of what we're similar to is mind-body in the um, healthcare space where they rent out yoga studios and interact with customers. We're a very similar um, platform, but just in the food industry. Awesome. Well, that ties me to my next question of what are some of the challenges you face? I know you had kind of touched on uh, regulation, but what are maybe some other challenges that you face just being in the, the food space? Yeah, so um, we are an emerging part of the market. So um, what a shared kitchen is or what an incubator kitchen is, is still kind of being decided. Um, so this, this has actually turned into an opportunity for us to really be thought leaders in the space and to help communities identify um, what a shared kitchen is. Uh, folks that are looking to start shared use kitchens in their area first have to land in the health department to get oversight for doing that and oftentimes the health department has no idea what a shared kitchen is or how to regulate it so what we do is provide um, resources to them so that the health department can write into their food code how to properly regulate a shared use space so a lot of the work heavy lifting we end up doing is kind of um, moving the industry forward into more a formalized business awesome yeah that's really interesting that's, I mean, I don't think I had heard of really what a shared kitchen was until, you know, looking at what we're owning the, the niche. For this. So, yeah, yeah, we're owning the niche. Yeah, that's awesome, and that's really great to see that you kind of turned that challenge of people don't know what this is to really an opportunity and being the thought leader in the space. I think that's really awesome, um, and obviously, you know, Clay and you actually know each other. How did you two meet? Then, you know, you talked about connecting in the ecosystem here. What brought you two together? 
I can touch on it from my perspective. We had saw you pitch in Boulder and uh, really liked the concept, you know, really liked the innovative approach and really liked you as a manager. And, uh, you know, we kind of talk about it a lot and does the CEO with their background kind of does it, uh, is it relevant for the problem that they're uh, solving? And we feel like that was a perfect fit with, with your background and the food corridor as well. And so it was one that, you know, we just needed a little bit more familiarity with the company just because Shared Kitchens was also very new for us. And, uh, you know, I am a big believer in the, the update because we track those and read them. And uh, you guys definitely were progressing in the right way and wanted to be part of the team. So fortunate enough, we were able to join the team and um, be as helpful as possible. So... Mm-hmm. He kind of nailed it. I mean, I was <laughs> I was pitching at you know uh, Boulder Angel Forum, and um, I'm I'm fortunate that I you know as a female founder I raised all my my seed round in Colorado and had some really great champions of what I was doing, and and you know obviously the you get one domino with investors and the rest of them start falling. So I, I was able to to be fortunate and bring some really great investors on our team. Yeah, and I think uh, some of the momentum that Ashley's had um, has really kind of expanded nationwide. I think there's some really exciting news that you had a new board member, a new uh, participant. Um, I'd love if you could just elaborate, even on the story, on how... How I met Walter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Walter, Rob, and I met in Boulder at a, an, a, an event, and he was kind of, you know, next to the the um, food table and I just, you know, made it it a good opportunity for me to tell him what I was doing. We had some um, friends in common and just kind of noticed that. And then I followed up with him just because I thought uh, he thought what I was doing was interesting. And he ended up writing me back and saying, um, you know, where do you see yourself in three to five years? Are you are you raising money? And and, um, you know, what does your cap table look like? And it was like the fastest close that ever happened because he just really understood at a visceral level what we were doing and the innovative approach that we were taking. And he would he'll tell you he just really liked me and has championed me and um, introduces me to all the right people. So Walter, who's the former CEO of Whole Foods, um, now you know has a little bit more time on his hands. So he's been able to kind of cultivate relationships with founders and really um, invest in what he sees as the next generation of food businesses um, and next generation of innovation. So we're we're blessed and happy to have him involved with what we're doing. Yeah, I think it's truly special to, to have him involved as well. Um, you know, I think a, a big component of the food corridor is there is that education component to shared kitchens. Um, but as uh, I think the more people hear about it, they get a lot, they get really excited about it. So I guess for the listeners that want to get more information, how would the listener find out more information about the food corridor? Sure. So obviously, um, www.thefoodcorridor.com is our, our marketing website for our software. Uh, if you're interested in finding a shared use commercial kitchen space in your area uh, or have underutilized commercial kitchen space that you want to post on our site, um, our other site is the www.thekitchendoor.com. And that's kind of the search tool for finding commercial kitchens. Um, we also have a blog and a broader network called the Network for Incubator and Commissary Kitchens, which has 3,000 members in a private Facebook group. So if you're looking to start a kitchen or are operating one and want to um, get yourself embedded into the community, uh, feel free to join that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's awesome. That's all the questions I had, Nick. Yeah. I think you covered it all. I mean, do we? did you have anything else that you wanted to add to the audience? Maybe even a piece of advice for... You know, you've gone through uh, fundraising now. Is there a piece of advice that you have for an entrepreneur that's looking to raise their first round of funding and just don't know what to do? 
Um, I think that fundraising is a people business um, and that you want to surround yourself with good people that really believe in you, but that also can bring um, resources to you when you need them and be able to have like a really honest talk about when things are going well, but more importantly, when things aren't going well and that you want to feel like your investors are behind you and there to support you. Um, so I would say, you know, don't don't take a check just because somebody's writing it. Really do your own diligence with the with the investors and make sure that they are the right people you want on your team, because um, as they say, it's like marriage, probably even harder to get out of that relationship. Um, but um, you, you really want good people. Surround yourself with good people and good things happen. Awesome. Yeah, and I would say from the investor point of, like, we really echo that as well. You know, we get a lot of uh, confidence when the company kind of pushes back on the investor and asks questions. We just feel like it comes across as experienced, um, I would say careful and in, in the right way. Uh, but we, we really value that as well. So if a, I would say if a company's very eager to get funding, it's it doesn't bode as well on the confidence spectrum as someone that's more willing to kind of make it a relationship. So we, we echo that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you two for helping us out today and for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. It's really nice to meet you, Ashley. You so. too. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you have any thoughts or feedback on the conversation with Ashley, feel free to let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, to be among the first to hear the stories about entrepreneurs, investors, and other tech leaders outside of Silicon Valley, subscribe to us on iTunes at powdercake.com forward slash iTunes. We'll catch you next time on Powdercake Igniting Startups. Mm -hmm.